This is Arike Ogumbawale, and you're listening to The Soaring Wings Show. Hey, hey, fans. Thank you for tuning in to The Soaring Wings Show on the W Insider Network. I am Ari Graham at WNBA Love on Twitter and at WNBA underscore love on Instagram. And of course, this is Dorothy J. Gentry on Twitter and Instagram. Glad you guys are here. All right. So, you know, the Wings didn't make it to the playoffs. So this will be our final show of the season. You know, it's it's a little sad, but we have some some good things to look forward to in the future. Definitely. Yeah. So, but first, let's go ahead and give our our thoughts on this season. First, I'd like to say that, um, you know, it was a great foundation laid by Coach Agler this season. I know that he spoke to us specifically about how the entire season has been a learning experience mm-hmm. dealing with, you know, a, a young group of players, and it's a little bit different. He's used to preparing for the playoffs around mm-hmm. this time. It's been, what, four years, four seasons since he hasn't prepared for the playoffs. But I think the one – major positive that I have from this season mm-hmm. is just the continuity mm-hmm. of, that we saw from the team. Okay. Like, throughout, I mean, they finished the season with 10 wins, but you could tell mm-hmm. that the women were a lot closer in the locker room this season. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there was more continuity. They, you know, stuck together through the adversity and continued to fight right. and try to find ways to win. It's just that, you know, even on the final game on Sunday, you could still see Agler mm-hmm. – coaching play to play yeah and you know that's something that you know it it takes time for things to get there to understand what he wants what he's trying to do what he's trying to implement and I think that was the most difficult part of the season uh inconsistency would be my biggest negative of the season if they were able to kind of like you know catch on to that a little sooner which is difficult given the injuries and the suspensions but overall to me it was a great foundation leg what about you I, I tend to agree with a lot of, of what you said. Um, when he was first hired back in December, he talked a lot about building a culture and laying a foundation and creating. He wasn't even talking about on the court. He was talking about just in general, mm-hmm. a culture uh, in the locker room, uh, a mindset of winning. And I, I think that that is what um, happened this season. You know, yeah, the wins and losses, you know, record 10 and 24, they finished with you know, doesn't speak to what we saw, the intangibles, you know, off the court, as you said, the the cohesiveness within the the team and the locker room and the players. Uh, There was some inconsistency also, as you mentioned, uh, throughout the season. It's like, okay, so you're just going to beat the Connecticut Sun and then lose to the Atlanta Dream. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, Connecticut Sun was the leading team, you know, at that -hmm. that point, and the, the Dream were the you know, lowest team, and, you know, so it's like you, you beat one and lost to the other. It just was, you know, just some weirdness, you know, um, here and there with the team. Again, that inconsistency. But um, I like what I saw from the team, you know, um, as you said, the the oneness and the, the sticking together and the fighting for each other and fighting for those wins and just kind of coming together, you know. Um, they, were very, they were a very young team. We already know four rookies. You know, they suited up how many players? I ran out of fingers counting the number of players they suited up, you know, this this season, um, you know, with the injuries and everything. So um, 
as Coach Agler told us, it was a learning experience, most definitely. And uh, But I, I think for what they had to work with, they did well. Yeah, another big thing, too, that road record being 2-15, yeah. and 15, only getting those two wins on the road. Yes. Like I, For the life of me, I could not figure out what it was right. that prevented them from winning those games. On the road. You know, you know, sometimes there would be games where they would get, like, completely blown out, and other times it would be mm-hmm. close. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with things, when they had the dust up in Phoenix, they ended up winning that game, mm-hmm. but it had to come with a lot of controversy. Right. There was, you know, they... they stuck together through adversity once again so Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that you know building for next season they'll be able to find more consistency especially on the road because i feel like that's what hurt them the most they played fairly well at home almost an even record at eight and nine and you know it it was just a good show at the college park center this season but that on the road if they had won even six road wins they probably would have been in the playoffs right 16 and you know 17 or whatever, 16 and 18, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, they definitely have to fix those road roads uh, going forward. Yeah, for it, was, it was my little bit of a tradition that we have here in my home. Yeah. Whenever the wings <laughs> were on the road, we'd have Wingstop. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't want to, like, you know, kind of make fun of the name or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, we'd, we'd order the wings. And yeah. And instead of celebrating, we'd be eating our fillings. Oh, I love it. <laughs> eating the fillings. I hear but, you. Lemon you know, pepper. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gotta have that lemon yes. pepper. But, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, what the team can do next season. Mm -hmm. And I I really think that the future is bright for the team. I do, too. Given the players that are returning from injury, you know, the opportunities and free agency. One of the things that we discuss the WNBA needs to work on is having those contracts available. Like, we don't know who's who's gone, how long someone stays, you know, if they're, you know, able to go via trade. Like, we had no idea Liz Cambage's situation with that like she right. had just signed an extension exactly. but how long was it and how did they make that work like right you know everything to the penny in the other leagues but right not the wba so, right. I'm so maybe that transparency is coming i hopefully. hope so hopefully. i hope so new commissioner new leadership yes yeah we'll get more into that later <laughs> but right now at the time of recording it is september 10th yes. rookie of the year has yes. not been announced right but that mean they don't know it right <laughs> That's right. mean they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, the ballots were due yesterday. Yes. So they're being counted up. And I, I looked it up. Like, Asia Wilson was announced exactly a year ago today. Mm-hmm. So it would be coming any minute now. And she was unanimous, too. That's wild. It won't be like that. I doubt uh, there will not be a unanimous rookie of the year this year. You can bank on that. No, I don't think so at all. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's it's tough. It's right. tough. I mean, Enrique finished top three in scoring. Mm-hmm. So it's like. And that's that's league-wide, guys. Make sure you know that. And she mm-hmm. was right up there with the front runner for MVP. Mm-hmm. And Brittany Grimes. And Brittany Grimes. So it's like, it's tough just because, you know, she wasn't as well-rounded as Kalia was. But mm-hmm. she did have less of a supporting cast. Right. So we talk about the inconsistencies just a minute ago. Like, that was always there. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, well, she's taking X amount of shots per game. But if she doesn't, you know, right. if someone's having an off night, like, who's who's going to do right. it? Like, she, she was continuing to find ways to score, continuing to find ways to evolve. Exactly. And to play point and guard. And adjust her game. And, I mean, she, you know, she picked up her assists late in the year, mm-hmm. you know. And the last two rookies of the year – 2017, of mm-hmm. course, being Alicia Gray, mm-hmm. and then Wilson on last year, 
um, they both led their categories in scoring. You know, right. led the rookies in scoring. That is, Arike is leading the rookies in scoring mm-hmm. and the league in in terms of them being number three. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. they have that in common. Um, Asia and Alicia, uh, isn't that funny? Alicia, Asia, and possibly Arike. Triple A, right? Exactly. They led the they led the. Um, their rookie categories, you know, in different, you know, assists and steals and blocks and all of that. And Enrique is leading in a couple of those categories and is in the top three or four in the others, you know. So mm-hmm. um, we've already stated our case for rookie of the year, you know. Uh, it'll be named any any moment now and mm-hmm. then we'll just move on. Yeah, we'll move on. Hopefully everyone will <coughs> calm down <Sorry. laughs> online just because Ooh, things wee. got really, really heated. Really personal. Yeah, and I really I, mean, I don't know if that goes back to the Yukon Notre Dame thing yeah. or whatever, but yeah. my goodness, it yeah. was rough out there on Twitter right. and online. It's like every time there was a comment about Enrique, someone had to jump in about Nafisi. It's like, you know, that could be positivity for both of them. Right. Like they both had outstanding seasons. Both did. I mean, even like Jackie Young and Tierra McCowan, it was a really good rookie mm-hmm. class this season. Exactly. And, you know, those just happen to be like the top two. And it's like, come on guys, like just yeah. relax. Right. It, it it got a little got a little ugly. Yeah. A little nasty. Now, but Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I'll be a little sad if Arike doesn't accomplish it or mm-hmm. you know, win it. Right. But at the same time I'm not gonna sit here and curse Collier because right. she did a good job as well. Exactly. So hopefully, you know, we can find that continuity Most in definitely. regards to Rookie of the Year. Most definitely. All right. So moving on to who do we think will return this season? We have currently have 15 players on the roster. Right. There's opportunities in free agency, the draft. And right, we have the two picks. Yeah. Um, That's going to be wild. Exactly. So maybe they'll use those picks. They may save those picks. And use them as some leverage to try to get some veteran talent in here mm-hmm. as well. You never know what's going to happen. So um, I would say at the most, five or six ladies may be gone yeah. next next year. Yeah, tough decisions are um, going to have to be made. I hate to start calling names. What do you say? I mean, we don't know. <laughs> but you call names yeah, first. No, no, I don't want to. <laughs> okay. I don't want to. Like, uh, I'm getting the feeling that <laughs> McGee Stafford will be out. I'm hoping mm-hmm. not just because you can't teach 6-7. And we need right. more size in the middle right. to be able to compete with the Cambages, right. the Grinders, right. the big lineup in L.A. Exactly. Like, it's, it, you, can't, you can't get rid the of that. The and all them, right. Yeah, all of them. It's just, um, you know, I, I really think we need – we have plenty of guards. We mm-hmm. need more um, players on the wings, wings right. mm-hmm. and more players inside to be able to compete with the top tier. Right. So, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm not sure about um, about Imani. I would hate, you know, if that were to happen. Yeah, um, she's been a light for a the lot. squad, a light in the community. Like yeah. her oh, and definitely. Kayla Davis have been definitely. like huge pillars right. in the community this season. And you know, Megan Gustafson, mm-hmm. she has a huge following. So it's like, and we have a Nigue. You know, she had a short amount of time to develop on the right. Adler system. Right. I really think that she can continue to develop and to get a full training right. camp. Full training a, camp. You know, come in, you know, for a full season. I mm-hmm. think we'll see more. She was a top ten pick as well. She's number right. nine in this this year's draft. Right. For we, a reason. Yeah. So we had three star rookies on the team. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, if Adler wants to, <clears throat> we can continue to build off of that. But you know, it's really going to depend who's going to come back healthy right. from the off season. Right, you we know. have Mariah, Azaree, mm-hmm. and Taylor. And Taylor, <laughs> uh, 
Diggins Smith. Like mm-hmm. we don't, we have no idea what's going to happen with a number of these players. So I think a lot of it we probably won't find out until 2020. Right. Uh, we got to see who survives Euroleague play, and that's a sad thing to say. But ladies got to go make their money. But you never know right. what's going to happen on the court. Like I, said, I mean, we, we don't want to name names. I, I really think we should try and get Plaisance back <laughs> from the sun. Mm-hmm. My heart has been hurt since we traded her away. Yeah. But, you know, that's another yeah. uh, position with size. And she had she was good on the outside. Yeah. You know, she was in flux in the starting lineup. But you, know, you just never know right. what's going to happen. And I'm not sure about what Agler is going to want for next season. But I, I think we do need more veteran leadership definitely. on the team. Definitely. That, that could help with the road roles. Uh some of those close games this season that we lost by in the last minute, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, wait, the wings were up and now it's, now it's 30 seconds left and you're down six. Mm-hmm. What happened? You know, some of those close games, I think with veteran presence there, we could have, you know, they, they could have pulled them out. Yeah. You know, so. Either way, I'm, I'm excited about next season. Mm-hmm. I have already renewed. My season tickets. Wow. And, you know, I wasn't going to, Dorothy. Like, really? <laughs> I wasn't wow. going to. Why and then, What's going on? I, I mean, first of all, it's, I'm not the richest person. <laughs> oh, right. Right. But, uh-huh. um, but beyond that, you know, it was a tough season. Uh, even though they played well at home, I was just thinking, like, you know, what if there's a lockout? Or yeah. We, yeah. we have no idea yeah. um, in regards to the future of the league. But I broke down and did it. Like, that last home game. Wow. You see, I got on my autographed jersey that I'm going to get framed. Like, there's, there's a lot of different perks that right. goes with being a season ticket holder. Exactly. So, fans, just go ahead and do it. It's worth it. I it broke really down is. and did it. It's totally worth it. You got the payment <laughs> plan. I'm on that. <laughs> hey, you know, do what you got to do. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm just looking forward to what we can accomplish next season. So, yeah, I, I, I think it'll be I think it'll be great. You know, the coaching staff, you know, it was great that he bought in. You know, Crystal Robinson, of course, Aaron Phillips still there, his son, mm-hmm. with player development, uh, mm-hmm. Bryce Agler. Um, you know, so they have a pretty solid coaching staff. Um, so, I, you know, the, the future looks great for the Wings. It, it really does. Great. And in regards to the future, we had a visit from the commissioner, yeah, she Dallas was the final stop on her twelve team tour. Right, Kathy Engelbert. Yeah, mm-hmm. saving the best for last. Yeah. What were your thoughts on your meeting with the commissioner? What was your vibe? I think she's listening. Um, I think she's open. Um, she appeared open to what people had to say. You know, to the media, um, the questions that we were asking. She didn't seem to shy away from any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, her answers were her answers, and that they were true. I don't know. You know, they they were just her answers. We're gonna find out. You know, but. Um, and then she held a town hall with the uh, with Wings Nation, with the the Wings season ticket holders, and um, answering their questions and whatnot. You know, so I mean, I I thought, you know, from my first impressions was that she seemed open. Um, you know, she's more visible, I think, than our past uh, president, because of course the commissioner title is new this year. Mm-hmm. Um, she seemed open. She seemed um, friendly. You know, she seemed like she was listening and on a hunt. For information, you know, about what people think about the league, not just the, you know, the media, but the fans, you know, ticket holders and the stakeholders and all of that. So I was impressed. Yeah, I was too. Like in interacting with past the past presidents, like you didn't get the feeling that they were really invested in trying to, you know, they they talked the talk of trying to expand the brand and, you know, make things happen. But you didn't really see a whole lot as far as 
sponsorships. And I no. think that Engelbart has, like she mentioned at the town hall, that she has those connections to bring in those major sponsorships. Right, the corporate. And that, mm-hmm. you know, sports is business. Mm-hmm. And she comes from running a business. And I think that her acumen is going to be something that's going to take this league to a next level. I right. mean, just in meeting her, I can already, I can already see that she's not just talking to talk. Or right. I agree. I almost feel like the past presidents were being fed what to say. What to say, right? From I silver. I agree. And you know, it's it it was different with her. So I'm really excited. And she told us that she was mm-hmm. confident that mm-hmm. you know she would come to an agreement with the players' association. Right. Things would be worked out with the CBA <coughs> prior to. The start of the 2020 season. Right. That was another reason why I wanted to go ahead and mm-hmm. renew my season tickets. Mm-hmm. But And just right quick, just throwing this in because you mentioned uh, Adam Silver. You know, he's the commissioner mm-hmm. of the NBA. Mm-hmm. And she's the commissioner of the WNBA. So, you know, I think that title change may have also helped change the position mm-hmm. um, of the head of the WNBA. You know, again, to be able to leverage those relationships and those contacts and things like that. So um, I, I see some I see some openness right now, and hopefully it will continue. Right. Hopefully she will just wasn't <clears throat> being open just to you know do so you know on her uh, yeah tour. on her tour kind of PR thing. Yeah. 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 I mean I'm sure she knows how to work that as well. But like I said, I didn't get that vibe from her. But I'm looking. I didn't forward, either. Yeah, I didn't I'm, either. I'm looking forward to seeing what she does. Like I'm I'm excited. So we want to thank you for listening to the Soaring Wings Show on the W Insider Network. Mm-hmm. I'm Ari Graham at WNBA Love on Twitter at WNBA underscore love on Instagram. And, and this is Dorothy J. Gentry um, on Twitter and Instagram. Speaking of the commissioner and her visit, I got a chance to talk a little bit one-on-one with her. And I asked her about uh, Arike. She had some pretty interesting comments. Let's take a listen. Uh, I want to ask you about Arike. Yes. Um, you know, you're, you're new to the league, of course, and so is she. Yes. What have you seen from her? You know, as a player and how she's exciting the fan base, not just here in Dallas, but just all over. Well, and that's what, you know, Enrique now, of course, I followed her because my college basketball coach, Buffett McGraw, now coaches at Notre Dame. She coached me at Lehigh and Mm -hmm. obviously have followed Enrique the past couple years with her buzzer beat, two buzzer beaters in the final four two years ago. And, you know, obviously she brings such a talent to this league. You know, she... She brings an energy, she brings um, a, a capability, a, a style of play that I think is fabulous. And yeah. that's why people are drawn to her, yeah. fans are drawn to her. She's a role model. Yeah. Um, I know I've heard her talk about Muffet and Muffet really building life skills, not just basketball skills in her players. And I think Enrique is a great product of having played for Muffet for four years and coming out with great, a great life skills and personality. And again, yeah. a, a style of play. That is fun to watch. And if we're trying to broaden our fan base and attract our fan base, Arike is someone to come to watch. So that's some pretty high praise from the commissioner for uh, Arike. And uh, I like how she likened, you know, her, her performance as one that needs to be seen. Not just in Dallas, but again, you know, around the league as they, you know, try to broaden their fan base. So we will see. I absolutely love Arike's play. Like, yeah. it's it's been exciting. It's been an exciting infusion. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see it from, you know, a guard. You, you yeah. will get a lot of praise for the bigs and, and right. the forwards. But right. to see it from a guard, a rookie, like, right. it's it's been wild. And right. I just, she's going to be so amazing as she continues to grow right. her game. And I, I say a future MVP. I'm calling it now. I say go. a future MVP. It's on tape, y'all. Future MVP, Dorothy J. Gentry. Yes. So, <laughs> let's get it. All right, so let's go ahead and, and go around the league. Postseason is upon us. Playoffs start 
tomorrow, 9-11. And we've already had a few awards announced. We got our peak performers. Right, the WNBA, they announced the peak performer awards in scoring, rebound, and assist. And um, no surprise here, the um, scoring average uh, award went to Brittany. She Brittany Griner, she averaged uh, 20.7 points in 31 games. This is her second scoring title. Uh, she also led the WNBA in scoring in 2017 with 21.9 points per game. Um, she also tied uh, Jonquil Jones for the top spot in block shots this season. So, you know, six-time All-Star grinder is always good, you know, uh, for some points. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And again, she's number one in the league. Second was MVP frontrunner EDD. Mm -hmm. And Arike was number three. I just want to throw it in there. Once okay? again. <laughs> and then uh, for rebounds, we had Jonquil Jones. Now, Jonquil was my, my, my MVP uh, candidate this year at the beginning of the season and so um she averaged uh 9.7 rebounds that, that's that's a lot uh in 34 games and this is her second rebounding title in only four seasons you know so uh john quell you know she's been doing the darn thing mm -hmm. um in 2017 she had uh she averaged 11.85 rebounds per game uh the second highest single mark in league history so um She's had a, had a pretty good year, you know, an awesome year. She's a two-time All-Star. And on May 31st this year, she set a WNBA season high and matched her career high with, get this, guys, 22 rebounds. Is that even possible? Well, I guess it is because she did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she did wild. it. So with Jones, the son, of course, have earned the number two seed in the playoffs and a double bye into the semifinals. So they won't play till the 17th. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, you know, the, the players are on a roll. The teams are on a roll. I mm -hmm. feel like we, we discussed this in our previous podcast about how the buys could potentially hurt these teams. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, messing up that rhythm. But I think, you know, that's that's what the coaches are for, to kind of right. maintain right. The, that consistency in, right. in their performance. But, I mean, you had John Cole Jones as your MVP candidate. But it's hard to argue mm -hmm. with Lena Deladon. Oh, my gosh. You know, making history oh, with the, the 50. 40, 90. I'm like, how do you get 97.4 in free throws? Like, how? she getting close to 100%? Man, like, and what's then, up? And she got love from all over the uh, NBA. Mm -hmm. I mean, she had Steph and Dirk and everybody, um, you know, tweeting at her and was like, wow, giving her major props. So, yeah, go ahead and give her the MVP, y'all. That's crazy. After <laughs> all these seasons that it had never happened before. Right. But it's like, whew. Right. Yeah, that MVP. That's a done deal. Exactly. All right. And then the last award was the um, that's been handed out so far mm -hmm. uh, is an assist, and that's Courtney Vandersloot. Uh, she had a record-setting season. She earned her third consecutive uh, award for assists mm -hmm. and her fourth overall. So she's a little uh, assist person, I guess you could call her. Mm -hmm. You know, um, she averaged. Uh, a, w a WNBA record 9.1 assists in 33 games. She broke her own record of 8.6 assists from last year mm -hmm. that she set last year. Uh, she also set the WNBA single season record for total assists with 300, shattering her own record of 258 from 2018. So she was breaking her own records this season. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And of course, she's a two-time All-Star and she had at least 10 assists 12 times this season. So... 
Uh, shout out to Courtney Vanderfleet. That says a lot about the teammates she has around her. Yeah. The fact that she's been able to do that for a number of seasons. Right. And even when the Chicago Sky have been down, they've been missing the playoffs. You know, yeah. this is really the first time that they're, they actually have, like, uh, an official chance to try and gun for that championship. I mean, right. again, the one and done could potentially be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not missing, not getting opportunities to be in the buys. Right. But their ultimate goal, well, their first goal was to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think those numbers prove that she has enough consistent scoring around her right. that makes the sky very dangerous in right. this playoff picture. Right. So, you know, playoff picture is set. Like we said, it starts tomorrow, the day after we're recording the show. And, I mean, who's your pick? Who's, who's going to win it all, Dorothy? You know, and it's so funny because at the beginning of the year, my, my pick was the Sparks. Mm. I just thought with all of the talent and the sisters and then Candace, and I just thought it would all come together, new coach and everything, and it would gel. You know, they made the playoffs. So, um, now, the Mystics. Mm-hmm. Who in the world is going to stop the Mystics? Mm-hmm. I even thought at some at one point the Aces were going to reach the mountaintop, but you know they they slid into the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on a losing streak, you know, mm-hmm. and their seating continued to go down, you know. But I, I just all the pieces have come have come together for the Mystics. Last year they were right there. Mm-hmm. This year it's theirs. It's yeah. theirs for the losing, right? Not the taking for the losing. For the losing, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to argue with that. I mean, they have had one of the most beautiful offenses mm-hmm. this season. They are one of the deepest teams. Mm-hmm. You take those starting five out, you put the other five in, and they don't drop off, right? You know, the the scoring keeps continuing, and then that second unit mm-hmm. is even better defensively. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what can you do? Um, say like say for an injury, like what happened last season. Hoping nothing like that happens, but that's the only way that I could see the Mystics right. not getting this championship. Exactly. Exactly. Ooh. So it's thick yeah. season, like they've been saying right. all year. All of um, the Mystics train. Yeah, it's it's theirs for the losing. So I'm glad we're in agreement on that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've got our picks. We've made our case over and over for rookie of the year. We'll see how it shakes out. We talked about the future. You know, I wanted to want to thank you guys for rocking with us this season. Tuning yes, in to thank the, you. Yes, tuning into the Soaring Wing Show, W Insider Network. Uh, we want to give a special shout out to Jasmine. What's up, Jasmine? Thank you so much for your support and your belief in us. Right, thank you. Right at We Got Game Two on Twitter. Make sure you guys following her. Her her names on her Twitter handle have been I, hilarious. So funny. Always funny. She's somebody's a fan account. Somebody's something account. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the links. Social the media. Social audacity. Media. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, she's been a great follow all season, and yes. uh, just thanks again for for believing in us, and then also for. The Insider for giving us the opportunity yes. for a host. You know, we started off on Dash Radio. Things didn't really work out, but we were able to rebound and, and make sure we were able to provide a, a consistent show for these Dallas Wings for you guys. Shout out to you, Ari, W Insider. Make sure you follow them as well. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. And like we said, it's not only us. There, there are plenty of podcasts out there, yes. uh, different shows that you know showcase the different teams you can continue make sure you are following w insider for the rest of the season unfortunately we're gonna have to we're we're gonna have Mm -hmm. to take a pause just because the dallas wings are no longer in it but just make sure you guys are are giving them a follow and make sure you also stay with the athletic wnba because 
there's still plenty of um, postseason uh, coverage, not just the playoff teams, but for the teams that did make the playoffs as well. You know, as we look at, you know, teams going overseas, we got mm-hmm. the lottery, you know, coming up in, in a few months. We got draft, you know, we have college, women's college basketball, mm-hmm. USA you know, basketball. possible picks. We have USA basketball. We have the CBA negotiations. So there's still a lot out there. Make sure you stay locked and loaded with the athletic WNBA as well. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the athletic. I know that. You know, starting off when they, they came out with the WNBA portion of it, that you guys were receiving a lot of flack for the fact that, you know, you had to pay to read the content. Subscriber, uh-huh. Right. But it's been some amazing things out there, guys. Like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not the richest, but I have thoroughly enjoyed my athletic subscription. I'm looking forward awesome. to seeing what's coming out with, you, you know, the rest of the sports. Yes. Like you said, there's, it's going to be a very busy offseason. Yes, yes. Uh, most definitely. And the athletic is going to be the place to do that. You can't necessarily find the consistency that you need from WBA.com. You know, things kind of drop off mm-hmm. in the offseason, but I feel like the athletic is going to be there. So, you know, just take the moment to describe. You guys are always having dis- discounts. Discounts, most definitely. So. And it's so, worth, it's so worth it because our stories, some people say, I don't see a story from you every day, Dorothy. Well, because the stories that we did do, we go more in-depth. And it mm-hmm. takes a little longer, mm-hmm. you, know, um, you know, to research, to write them and all of that. So um, the Athletic WNBA, the Athletic, just in general, please follow and subscribe if you can. You'll mm-hmm. get some great coverage, guys, some great stories. Yeah, it's been awesome. So, you know, tell the fans a little bit more about what you got going on. Don't stop with Dallas. What else does Dorothy oh J. Gentry gosh. have going on? The Dallas Mavericks is getting ready to start. You know, this will be my fourth year covering the Dallas Mavericks. I'm so excited um, for another season. We got Luca. We got Kristaps Puzingas. Um, and it's going to be a, a pretty good team this year. Um and then also the G League, the NBA G League team, the Texas Legends, I covered them as well. They have a new mm. coach, and they just came off of uh, being named the Franchise of the Year uh, oh, for nice. the G League. So nice. uh, some good stuff going on uh, down in Frisco as well. So I'll be busy with NBA and G League coverage. I'll still have my pulse on the WNBA uh, offseason mm-hmm. with all the things we just mentioned. And, um, hey, you know where to find me. Right. And just for me, this offseason, I'm going to continue with WNBALove.com. I know it was something that I started a few years ago, kind of dropped off, but I'm, I'm planning on remaining more consistent with it just because I think that it's important to get the fans' voices out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're, we're loud on Twitter, mm-hmm. but it's really important to me to yeah. get more of those stories out there. So, guys, just, you know, send me a DM. I want to share your story. I want to know how, you know, you fell in love with your team yeah. or, you know, who's your favorite player and things like that. So, you know, we're not going to keep quiet. You know, mm-hmm. the podcast or the show may be over right now, but we're still going to be good followers. Make sure you keep a follow of WBA Love and Dorothy J. Gentry on Twitter and Instagram. Again, you never know what you're going to find. Thank you guys so much <laughs> for rocking you. with us. It's been awesome. We appreciate it. See you next season. This is Arike Okumbawale, and you're listening to The Soaring Wings Show.